Wendell Carter is back with the Orlando Magic on a four-year, $50 million extension. Does this mean the Magic have their center of the future? We're going to talk what this all means on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is October 18th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to chat about Wendell Carter's extension. What it all means, uh, whether it's a good deal or not, I, I think it is, um, and what it says about the Magic and what they're trying to build. We'll also turn a little bit of our attention to how the Magic are preparing for their regular season open. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to thank you all for making Lockdown Magic your first listen every day or just part of your regular podcast rotation. Remember, the Lockdown Magic podcast is free and available on all platforms, plus you can find us now streaming on YouTube as well, if that's how you like to consume your podcast. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The news came down late Friday that the Orlando Magic had re-signed or extended Wendell Carter's contract on a four-year, $50 million deal. Um, this was um, not too much of a surprise. Uh, there's been rumblings that the Magic and Wendell Carter would come to an agreement uh, throughout the offseason, there were some reports that that the, that the number was going to be in the ballpark of $17 million per year. We were definitely thinking something along these lines, somewhere closer to this $12 million range. Um, and, and honestly, I, I think this is a really good deal. Um, you know, Wendell Carter has proven, uh, even in a short time in the league, that he is a capable player, a capable rotation player, a high-level rotation player. Whether he's in uh, a starting center, whether he's a full-time center in this league, uh, is still going to be yet to be determined. And, and again, I think that is part of the risk of taking this deal. Um, but at this but at this point, you're paying Wendell Carter, you know, $12 million is essentially what you pay a high-level backup or a borderline starter. And I think that's where Wendell Carter is. So I think the price is very, very fair. Um, according to Shams Charania, um, who got his sourcing from the agent, so I would take it pretty, pretty good, um, the $50 million is fully guaranteed. Um, we don't know the bells and whistles. We don't know how the contract is structured, so we don't know the salary uh, increments, but um, it, it, it feels like a, re- a, a, a deal where the Magic believe that A, Wendell Carter is going to continue to get a little bit better, and B, they believe Wendell Carter is at the very least a, a borderline starter in this league. And again, I, I think what we've seen from Carter when he's on the court uh, with the Magic would certainly pretend to that. Would certainly uh, would certainly give into that. Um, Wendell Carter in his twenty one games or twenty two games with Magic last year averaged eleven point seven points per game and eight point eight rebounds per game. He has looked fantastic in the preseason, like fantastic. He was probably the Magic's best overall player in the preseason. I know there are players that did a lot more flashier stuff, but Carter was just really really solid. Uh, twelve and a half points per game, eight point eight rebounds per game, and twenty five point six minutes per game. In the preseason with a 71.4% effective field goal percentage, he made four of his nine three-pointers, showing that he was willing to step out to the three-point line, which is a big point of emphasis in Chicago. In Chicago, um, there, was, there were concerns that he wasn't willing to shoot enough, even mid-range jumpers, even shots outside the paint. And so the Magic really helped regain his confidence and, and, and some comfort here in the league. 
Uh, there's there's just there's still a lot to get to, and, and the Magic obviously are still planning their future. And I'll, I'll talk about some more of the future implications of this. But the the very start of this is that you know when you're dealing with young players, if they're any good, you know again if they're really any good, if they can play a little bit, it's usually worth it to make a little bit of investment. You don't want to go overboard. You don't want to overpay. But generally, with young players and Carter's, I think still only 21, 22 years old. With young players, you you want to invest in them. You don't want to let young players go for nothing. Um, that was a mistake that Rob Hennigan made, obviously, with Victor Oladipo. Um, and again, I made that mistake too. I would I did not think Victor Oladipo was worth the max contract that that season or that offseason, which he was going to demand from the Magic. And and so there, you know, there's there's definitely some other factors in there as well. But Wendell Carter. Uh, has proven himself to be a solid player. Um, you know, we we said this about him during the draft process as well. That that he felt like this just really solid player. Like he's going to do a lot of things really well, but nothing spectacular, nothing at the elite level. And I think that's going to be the big question that Carter faces over the next phases of his career: is, is ha- can he establish himself as a starter? Can he establish himself as a full time kind of high level starter? In this league, maybe not like a championship level starter, but but still a quality starter in this league. And I think that's that's gonna be one of the real questions he has to answer over the next four years of his contract. But the Magic have made a clear decision to invest in youth. Um, they made a clear decision that they want to be about young guys. They want to be about their players. They want to be about developing their players. And, and you can't develop your players without investing in them, without making them a priority, without continuing their development beyond their rookie contract. The rookie contract's always very tricky. Even Jeff Waltman said that uh, during the press conference on Saturday. You are making an investment in the future while also rewarding current play. Um, and that's why we won't see Mo Bamba get his extension done. Um, because the Magic need to see Mo Bamba actually play and actually contribute to uh, the team a little bit more and more, a little bit more consistently. Um, you, want to re- you want to retain your young players. And that's been a pattern that we've seen Throughout, the, throughout Jeff Weltman's tenure. And that's that's something I want to dive into a little bit deeper about what this means for Jeff Weltman and what this means for the Orlando Magic. We'll get to that coming here. I am recording this live on YouTube, so I see a couple questions here. I see at least one. Good morning, Six Man Show. See you, see you out there. Um, if, you, if you're listening, if you're ever listening to this while we're recording on YouTube, always feel free to drop a chat. We're going to actually do some live shows this year. I'm planning to do a live show on Wednesday before the Magic game. We'll do a, an 8 o'clock show. Uh, before the Magic game uh, as well. So we'll talk a little bit more about the Magic there as well as we get ready for the season opener. Um, But before we get into kind of what this means in the bigger picture and what this says about Jeff Weltman and the way that he operates, let me tell you a little bit about prize picks. Um, Prize picks is a daily fantasy made easy, and and you know you're going to love this. Prize Prize picks has the best NBA daily fantasy sports prop game on the market. It offers more NBA props than any other daily fantasy sports prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All, all, my, all my listeners that deposit and use the promo code, use the promo code I'm about to give you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just use the promo code NBA when you sign up. Here's how the game works. You pick two to five players, and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks allow mixed sports entry, so you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. 
can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals as well. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code NBA or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Today's podcast also brought to you by DirecTV. Uh, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch a game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login to get that premium channel that you don't want to pay for. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means... No more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Again, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day or part of your regular podcast rotation. We are free available on all plat- platforms. For your next listen, get everything you need from contender to pretender around the NBA with the ultimate insider NBA season preview. The biggest and most comprehensive season preview you can find wherever you get your podcast. Again, search for the ultimate insider NBA season preview. So the Magic have once again done something that Jeff Weltman has done throughout his tenure with the Orlando Magic. Um, I, I don't think I don't think that it's particularly surprising that the Magic have re-signed Wendell Carter, that the Magic are looking to retain young players. This is actually this is a, a, a developing outfit. They have no reason to let young players that have proven that they can play in the NBA go. Um, and so signing Wendell Carter makes sense. Um, you know, regardless of whether Mo Obama gets an extension, I don't think he will, but uh, if he shows that he can play a little bit this year, it would not surprise me if the Magic do try to bring him back over the offseason. Remember, they'll have matching rights on him as a restricted free agent. But this continues the pattern that we've seen throughout Jeff Weltman's tenure. And this continues kind of the trend in the way that Jeff Weltman has chosen to operate. Say what you want about it, and there's plenty to say about it. Jeff Weltman has been very keen to keep his players. Um, he has been keen to retain players that are already on the roster and are already contributing to the team. The way he wants to progress is through internal development and to amass and collect the assets to make trades. I'm obviously in the first phase of his rebuild in the first phase of, of his tenure, those trades never developed and he eventually had to pull the plug. But even that shows why Jeff Weltman's strategy has some merit. Why Jeff Weltman's strategy still allows him the nimbleness to make things happen when they're ready. The Magic have spent really the last five years focusing and retaining their talent. Whether it is Nikola Vucevic signing that four-year $100 million deal, whether it's Terrence Ross signing his deal, whether it's Aaron Gordon signing his deal, whether it's Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac's extension, Orlando has made it a point to keep their young players, to focus on developing their young players internally and not letting them go for nothing, not letting them hit free agency, not letting them get get away from them. And they've done all this largely on solid deals. I don't think anyone would complain too much about the deals 
that Jeff Altman has signed. The only deal that Jeff Altman's really missed on is his one big free agent signing, and that's Al Farouk Aminu. Now, certainly you could argue that keeping Nikola Vucevic put a ceiling on the team. Yes and no. Team also raised its floor to, to stay in the playoff hunt and stay in the playoff contention. But what's important about all these is the Magic maintained their roster. They maintained this investment in their young players and the players that got them there. And they tried to maintain some trade flexibility. It's been my belief that free agency is no longer the way you get players. Um, the days of amassing mass cap room like John Gabriel did in 2000, those days are done. For a market like Orlando, they're never going to get free agents that way. The way to get free agents, the way to get star players is to be able to trade for them. And in order to trade for them, you need big salaries. And that's the position Jeff Waltman was in last, uh, last summer was he had all these nice, sizable salaries. And the question was, what was he going to do with all of them? We talked a lot about Russell Westbrook last summer, if you remember, last offseason, if you remember, and the potential for the Magic to grab him. And the Magic were actually one of the betting favorites to acquire Russell Westbrook. At the end of the day, I said it wasn't worth it because of his age, um, because we thought that he might be declining, and because of the amount the Magic would have to give up to get him wouldn't leave him with a team that he could win with. That they'd be competitive, they'd be fun. But you saw even in Washington, he was done. He wanted to go to LA. Now, whether the Magic should have done that deal, whether the Magic should have tried to do something like that with the previous roster is a fair question. And I think it's an absolutely fair question to ask why Jeff Waltman chose to put his resources where he put them after the 2019 playoff run or why the Magic didn't try and push in a little bit more. Maybe some of that had to do with Jonathan Isaac's injury status, market, the uncertainty about Markel Fultz. There are plenty of reasons why the Magic did not do it. And obviously, they all sort of fell short. Because at the end of the day, the Magic had to pull the plug. They had to restart. They had to go back to square one. And so this is the context that I think Wendell Carter's contract fits in. Yes, Jeff Ullman has done a good job structuring contracts. He's done a good job not handicapping himself with big albatross deals. The only one that he really had was Alfred Camino, um, and that limited his ability to add to the 2020 team, uh, to the 2021 team, and that ultimately hurt the team. So, yes, Waltman's made mistakes. But investing in young players is usually never a mistake. Investing in young players that have shown that they can get better, that they can improve, that they can contribute to a team, is usually never a mistake. It's usually the right decision. It's usually good to, you usually see 21, 22, 23 year olds get better. And so it's no surprise to me that the Magic made this investment at Wendell Carter. Because it's not just an investment to a young player who's shown a lot of promise. It's an investment as well to keep a big salary around for when you're ready to make the move or a move. To bring in big salaries, you need to send out big salaries. And Wendell Carter's contract is not going to affect the Magic's cap flexibility. I still have them up near, up near, you know, $35, $40 million of cap room next summer. Not that they're going to spend that, but um, their their flexibility, they've still got clean books. They've got very clean books. But Wendell Carter has shown that he is a good enough player. He's shown that he can contribute, that he can play, and you don't let that go. Um, there's no reason to let that go. And in any case, 
You can figure out that mess later. The Magic are certainly at a developmental stage for their roster where they can have some roster duplicity and, and, and have some of these questions to ask and figure out what to do with it later. That's okay. But what's more important is retaining young players and letting them continue to grow. While I, I do think that there's something to what Rob Hennigan said that you kind of have a feel for who a player is after their rookie contract, at the same time, these players are so young, they're going to get better. They're going to continue to improve. They're going to continue to find new ways to contribute to the team. And with this Magic roster especially, they're developing everyone still from ground one, from, from day one. It's why signing Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz made sense. They've shown enough that with health and continued investment, they can continue to grow and continue to contribute. And that's why they're still on the roster. And again, the Magic cover themselves really well. Jonathan Isaac's contract is, is apparently incentive-laden with, with games played benchmarks that he has to reach to get his, get the full amount. Markel Fultz has a, I think it's a partially guaranteed deal that third season. So next year is essentially a contract year for Markel Fultz. The Magic are not stuck with any of these deals. And there's no reason to think that Wendell Carter will be a bad deal four years from now. And if anything, there's certainly evidence that he, that could be a very good deal if he continues to play the way that he's played in preseason especially. The point is, this is not a contract that's going to kill the Magic. It's not a contract that's going to hurt their ability to make moves or, or get to the next phase of their development. If anything, this contract is necessary to that goal. This contract is necessary to get the Magic in position to make the big deal when they're ready to get to that next step. Because at the end of the day, they're still developing Wendell Carter. And you can't develop Wendell Carter if he's not on your team. So the Magic made sure that Wendell Carter remained an Orlando Magic player for a little while longer. I got a question here in the chat. So before we move on to talking about our turn to the regular season, our friends from the Six Man Show say, what do you think the likelihood is that Mo Bamba ends up re-signing this offseason? Um, I don't think Mo Bamba is going to re-sign this offseason. Um, I think that he has to, A, show that he can be healthy and B, show that he can contribute positively. And obviously the preseason was a really nice step in that direction. I do think that if he plays this well, the Magic will re-sign him. The Magic will find a way to keep him. Um, I, I don't think they, they're really concerned so much about duplicating too much on the roster. Like I said, they'll have the flexibility to go out and sign guys if they need to, or to go out and trade guys if they need to. Um, you know, again, I think one of the big goals for this offseason or for this season is figuring out what this team is supposed to be and beginning to add players to uh beginning to add players to uh fit that goal, to fit that vision. Um, you know, you just want to see the outlines of what this team's trying to be and what this team's trying to do. Uh, and figure out which players are going to fit that vision, which players aren't. And if a player's not going to fit that vision, then you move them along and you start moving those pieces around and start finding the guys that you need. Um, how quickly the magic move, how quickly the magic move into contention is going to depend a lot on how guys develop, you know, how Jonathan Isaac looks like when he gets back, how Marco Fultz looks like when he gets back, how Jalen Suggs looks his rookie year. All those things are going to determine how quickly they want to move. Um, you know, the only thing that I would say might hurt Mo Bama's chances of getting an extension, since it's probably going to come in the offseason is uh, what where the Magic end up in the draft and who the Magic are looking at in the draft. Um, this is a draft that's heavy on centers and big men. And so I was actually a little bit skeptical the Magic would re-sign Wendell Carter to an extension just because 
the draft was going to offer a lot of this, a lot of similar players. And, and, you know, I think the, you know, you don't want to gamble that you're going to be that bad, but you do have to give that consideration a little bit about who you're going to be drafting and, and how you kind of build your roster to allow all these guys to go. Cause a lot of these guys to play, cause you know, the magic are short on threes. They got a lot of fours. They got a lot of two, they got a lot of ones and twos. Um, and so the magic definitely have some roster imbalance that they have to figure out. Um, as always, if you're watching me live on YouTube, when I record this in the morning, Feel free to drop drop a line in the chat. Whatever we're talking about, I'll be happy to answer your questions as well. We'll be doing live shows as well this year. I'm planning to do a live pregame show for the Magic's opener against San Antonio Spurs on Wednesday at 8. Um, that'll be on the YouTube channel. That'll be YouTube exclusive, so be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Magic YouTube channel. Before we get into, get into the turn toward the regular season, though, um, let me uh, say a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's literally something for everyone, whether you like fruity flavors like cherry barcia or raspberry or savory flavors like cookies and cream or German chocolate. Not only are Bilt Bars the best tasting, but they are healthy for you too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. They're amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Bilt Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So all the gold medals at in Tokyo, one in Tokyo were powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Um, just uh, just uh, checking in on some of the some of the stats here. Um, we got or some of the comments here. Andy Walken says Chuma looked impressive in his starts last season. I don't hear the same buzz heading into this season. Is he not viewed as a foundational piece or one worth starting? Um, Andy, I, I don't think that's the case. Um, I I had Chumo Kiki in my starting lineup for opening night, uh, whether Jonathan Isaac was start was playing or not. Um, but the 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 excitement for Chumo Kiki is kind of tamped down a little bit because he's kind of been out of sight, out of mind. Um, he has, uh, he's, um, struggled, he struggled with injury. I mean, that's, that's, that's the truth of it. He has struggled with injury. Uh, he's been, he hasn't practiced, he hasn't been in any of the preseason games. So we just haven't seen a lot of him. Um, it does sound like he's progressing and that there's potential he could play Wednesday. Um, but he's still kind of going through his recovery from a hip injury that he suffered in the preseason. So, um, you know, I would say this, I was at practice on Friday. He was playing King of the King of the Hill with, uh, RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony. He looked like he was moving pretty good to me. Um, so he is definitely taking bumps, taking some contact. Um, you know, I, I think Jamal Mosley or Jeff Waltman said on Saturday that it's just about getting his conditioning back up so that he can play. So we will see Chumo Kiki. Um, you know, I, I do think he's a really interesting player. We got to see his continued growth this year, build off the things that he did really well uh, in his rookie season. So I think that was really, really good. Um, the six-man show, if you don't know, is having a watch party at Harry Buffalo. And yeah, I might I might sneak down there a little bit on on Wednesday night. We'll, we'll we'll see. I may I may actually make my live show a little earlier so I can I can sneak down there. I'm I'm usually pretty locked in for games, so I don't want to be too I don't want to be too kind of in, in things. But um, I may head down to Harry Buffalo and, and and say hi as as well. Um, but as I mentioned, uh, the the turn to the regular season has begun. You know, the Orlando Magic had two hard days of practice reportedly on Friday and Saturday. Today they'll start. They'll practice again, and, and it's supposed to be a kind of start look, start focusing on the opponent practice. But 
you know, the, the, the message, you know, we kind of, you know, I kind of do this article every, every year, like what changes now that you're the preseason's done, that you're focusing on the regular season. And, and the, the constant answer that we got from the magic at this point was we're still focused on ourselves. Yes. There will be opponent game planning. Yes. There'll be opponent prep, but this is not a Steve Clifford being super detailed about your opponent, knowing everything about your opponent and really focusing on your opponent deal. It really sounds like the magic are going to be committed to this development tack and they're going to focus more on what they need to execute and what they need to do. Um, this is going to be a continuing, not a continuation of preseason, so to speak, but sorry, I'm banging my table here. Um, this is not going to be a continuation of the preseason, so to speak, but this is going to be uh, a continued focus on their development and their progression. Um, the magic are going to focus on what they have to do and less on what their opponents are doing to them. Um, and I think that's fine for a developing group for a team that again, is not in the thick of things, it, you know, needing wins every, every time out. I mean, obviously they do want to win, but. Um, it, for a team that's focused on development, this is fine. You want to put them in situations, you want to make them aware of what the other team is going to do. But at the end of the day, you got to focus on running your stuff. Um, I always kind of say this, I'd rather run my stuff, you know, in, in the regular season. And then, you know, instead of trying to change your game plan every single time, every single time. I mean, again, the Magic are essentially starting from scratch, it feels like. Um, and so they're, they're trying to kind of build themselves up that way. Um, it's, 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 I think it for a young team, this is the right approach. Um, and again, we'll see what the magic do. They, they felt like they had a very, very good preseason. The magic felt like they did a lot of things really, really well. They kind of built their defensive foundation. They built the beginnings of how they want to run their offense. I think that'll be a focus, uh, over the next few days as the magic continue to get ready for the regular season. Um, but the focus is still on them. The focus is still on what they need to do and what they need to accomplish to achieve their goals. And obviously, um, I think the Magic are, we're going to see what they look like Wednesday. Wednesday is going to be a very, very interesting day for the Orlando Magic as we get ready for the beginning of the regular season. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. I'm sorry if the episode's a little shorter. I'm a little low energy. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. I think I had an, had an allergy to something um, over the weekend. So I'm trying to build myself back up, get ready for the regular season. Um, but I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in to Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me, again, on Twitter at R underscore Mean. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Uh, now that you've finished listening to Locked On Magic, be sure to check be sure to check out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. Just because the season is getting ready to start does not mean your fantasy season is locked out. So get ready for your fantasy basketball seasons with Locked On Fantasy Basketball. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily Locked On Magic. This is Phil Boston. We'll see you all the next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.